Hey, this is Eric Masson speaking. I'm in the studio with... And welcome to the Midnight Hour Podcast. Man, we have such a great show for you today. Uh, what, what are we going to be talking about, man? What do you want to talk about? Uh, what do you want to talk about? You, you were talking about some trading cards, man. Yeah, we were discussing a few things. Uh, you know, uh, Pokemon, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Magic, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, stuff from our childhoods. And, uh, you know, we, we like to delve into the nostalgia aspect of uh, life. And, uh, Even if we don't like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, and uh, when, yeah, no doubt. But when uh, Phil and I were talking earlier, uh, Phil, you, you were telling me earlier you saw a new movie, right? Oh, new movie-wise? Yeah. Uh, I just recently streamed, yes, I said stream. I do it bootleg. I'll admit to that. Uh, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, not gonna say I wanted to see that, but how was it? Uh, comedy-wise, I'll give it a C. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as just all all around good motion picture, yeah, I'll give it an F. Really? Yeah, it was. It really wasn't that great of a movie. I I kind of it kind of peed me off a little bit because mm-hmm. of how soon that they made a sequel, like they did. For Jumanji, with the passing of Robin Williams, what now four years ago? Right, I right. It's been four years. Four years is a while, but still, I mean, we're talking about uh, a man who was a legend, and you know that was one of his like not earlier earlier films because you know I think his first appearances were on like uh, Moscow on the Hudson and uh, you know those movies and then Mork and Mindy and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So he had really early roles, but that was one of like his big breakout roles, man. Um, I wouldn't say one of his big ones because it did. It came out in '95. So Miss Doubtfire. When did Miss Doubtfire come out? Four. No, I don't think so. I think Miss Doubtfire came out later. No, it came out in '92. So what did? Mrs. Doubtfire. I swear. Oh well, maybe. If Miss Doubtfire came out in '92, then that must have been his big breakout role. Then. I would say so, but uh, Jumanji was still one of his best roles, in my opinion. Was it '95? About '95. Yeah, I would say so. so. When Miss Doubtfire came out, maybe it was earlier, and that's what introduced people to Robin Williams, yeah. which was more yeah. like an adult comedy, because mm-hmm. I don't remember Miss Doubtfire being really uh, marketed towards kids. Do you remember a movie called Jack? Yeah. That was a pretty good uh, one. Yeah, I like that as a Obviously, movie. well, when did uh, Hook come out? Oh, Hook, Hook was probably, I think Hook actually came out before Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. So, so you know, I actually remember him in Time Bandits as well. Yeah, Time so, Bandits. so he's actually had quite a few good roles. Let's, Fisher King. Yeah, the Fisher really King was, uh, that was a good role. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so what? Um, so it's just to me, it's like to me though, it was like that was right before like Flubber and like these movies that like made Robin Williams a superstar, and it was right before he decided to go and do um, what was it, uh, One Hour Photo, and like you know in '98, '99 era, yeah. that may have been 2000 uh, something, One Hour Photo, yeah, one, a one or something, yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, that's actually. Yeah, he it's it's a creepy, it's uh, a good movie, uh, and then uh, he likes psychological stuff. Right, and it really messes with your head. Right, I I enjoyed it. Um, what else was he in that was kind of serious? Death to Smooches. 
Death to Smoochie. That was a good one. I actually really liked oh, that movie, but that had that comedy elements, like, too. Yeah, it was like kind of a dark comedy. That had Edward Norton in it, uh, coming off the fame of Fight Club and whatnot. So cool. that was a pretty good movie. Ten, year, um, ten Years Waiting, right? Coming off the fame of Fight Club? I think it came out in the seven, actually. Death to Smoochie? Yeah, but Edward Norton really doesn't, in my opinion. Oh, no. Death to Smoochie. Look that up. Look that up. Death to Smoochie came out before 07. Almost sword. guaranteed. See, now you're, uh, now you're I'm confused. Up, but you won't, you won't look up uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm recording, so I can't look it up. But I'm curious to see now because I know that the Smoochie is 100%. Uh, oh, you're right. 2002. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew it was early. Now do Miss Doubtfire. Go ahead <laughs> while we're at it. <laughs> because, I mean... You're the reference man right now, and we want to know. 1993. Okay, okay, so you're right. I believe Jumanji at least came out in 95, 96, so that was a good... Uh, 1991, The Hook. Yeah, okay, because I know it was like at the early 90s, but end of the 80s. So when uh, with with the new Jumanji, to me, it's like, why... Why are you cashing in already on something that's not that old, you know? I almost understand when they tried to make, uh, like, um, remasters or remakes like Chips. Did you see the Chips movie? Um, yes, I did. It was actually, again, one of them movies that if, if you want to laugh, uh, go, right ahead, go right ahead and jump into it and uh, get a hysterical laugh. Yeah. Other than that, there's really no real story to, to it. To me, it was... It's it's like Starsky and Hutch and all these other like pretty wannabe much, rip-off movies. The only thing is, is I never really was a fan of Chips anyways. Oh, no, certainly yeah, so, not. Um, I was never a fan of Starsky and Hutch either. I mean, the, those were far before our oh, time. Yeah, I think yeah. those was like the 70s. So it's like, I don't know exactly how we would... Uh, I mean, we were probably experienced with it because of reruns and oh, yeah. Nick at Night yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, which was cool because there's a lot of shows that I prefer to watch, like you know Andy Griffith's show and stuff. Oh, yeah. Those are fantastic shows, uh, but and, uh, Matt Locke, yeah, and Heat of the Night was a good yeah. one too. If you liked um, Archie Bunker, and another one that I used to really oh, like. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. But I didn't really like that show to be honest. Um, I wasn't a fan of it. It was show. kind of annoying. But um, uh, one that I also really, really liked was uh, Good Times. That's a fantastic yeah, show. Dino know my J.J. Walker, man. Sad show, too. It's, it's a very sad show because it teaches you about uh, what really goes on, really. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, at that time period, like in the kind of the hood. or, But, I mean, it, it, to me, it made, like, especially at a time period when maybe people thought that, like, Poor people were lazy or whatnot. It shows like the everyday struggle yeah. of stuff yeah. of yeah. like living in the high rise apartment and like you know or like in uh, basically the projects. Project. Yeah. Um, that's basically what Good Times I think is it really tries to capture. It tries to capture making something good out of the bad. Yeah. So you do get a little bit of that sadness, but there's a happy time because they get it together. They I think the main thing is even when they don't, because even there was like, I mean, the you know, no spoilers, but a lot of bad stuff happens in that show, and the ultimate like thing is that they still remain together as a family, so that's what like that's the good times, man. Because even when they're poor, don't have no food or whatever, like 
they can still have good times because they have each other and their family. No, certainly not. And uh, family does bring happiness. Yeah, in most cases, you know. Right. I don't know. I don't know about nowadays, in my from my perspective, but that's because we just live nowadays. We live in such a fast-paced world. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, my personal. My, you know. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's uh, even if you don't want to do that, like, and you don't care about your family. I mean, you have to take it from the perspective of you know, a lot of us like have good family relationships, and even if you don't, you might have good friendships, and that helps. Well, the thing about family is family doesn't have to be blood. So, because sometimes blood is kind of a pain in the butt. So. Right. You can always have family elsewhere. Find it wherever you can. Right. I know. Um, well, man, we've really gone on a tangent now, but really I, you know, I absolutely love like classic shows. But uh, let's let's go back to where we were. What were we talking about? Um, uh, trading cards. We were discussing. Um, uh, you so, we were discussing one. Uh, Phil and I, we walked into a. Um, uh, what was that? Uh, Video game slash, you know, it's. I would I would call it a card shop. Yeah, I would call it more of a card shop. Yeah, I, 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 the the reason I stuttered is I I wanted to call it a comic store, but it's not. And it's not really a game store. No, it was was a video game store. Like yeah. They don't really have as many as much of a selection as it once did. No, certainly not. So it's mostly like for Magic the Gathering, Mm -hmm. and I believe they draft uh, Magic there and Friday Night Magic location for this area and uh pokemon they must play pokemon there too because they were selling pokemon and they also had uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh craze going on there too so yeah it looked I like they had some used yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh so in they there probably, they probably hold like some Yu-Gi-Oh drafts as well but I, I i would still think that pokemon and magic especially magic uh really trumped the the uh Yu-Gi-Oh. oh yeah certainly like Without question, and you know when when we okay. So th- this this brings me to my next uh, point. Did, did you ever play any card games, or did you like collect any uh, Phil? Um, I did collect Pokemon. Yeah, I um, think everyone I did from our generation. Everybody from our generation. I did play uh, every so often. I did trade with the with the cards. Um, right. I made some stupid decisions with my trades, and I've made some good decisions. Right. I mean, and it's just a game, so it's just, yeah. It's a game, got to catch them all, you know, yeah, Pokemon, yeah. it's exactly. part of the, like, so it was part of the craze in our generation, you know, and I absolutely enjoyed every second of it. You know, I, I would say, like, as far as playing, I mean, I remember it being relatively fun when I did play it, um, and it's very easy. I mean, it's probably more simpler than Magic, and that's pretty easy. Yeah, see, now, I knew how to play Magic, but I never knew how to play Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I never really was, I didn't have anyone to play with, like, none of my friends played back then, you know, they weren't playing Pokemon, they were playing Magic, yeah. so, like, even when I was, like, 9 and 10. Well, well see, when we were, when we were kids, um, we went to two different schools. Yeah, so yeah. you, you being in, like, me, I went to a Catholic school. Right, so, right, I went to and, public and school. you went to public school, so you probably had, you probably did have people playing Pokemon. Yeah. But your circle of friends... Just stuck around with the magic. Yeah, we all so, played magic. Whereas I was in a class, I mean, I was in a class of like 15 people, 20 people regardless. Yeah. And and we were pretty much together almost all the time. So right. 
we all played Pokemon. Right. None of us really knew what magic. I'm quite sure maybe a couple of us did, but we were mostly into Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon was cool, and I liked it. Like, and I collected the cards for a few years, and I I still play the Game Boy games. You know. Yeah, uh, I do too. Just recently, when in Sun, I'm I think I'm uh, three Pokemon away from completing the Pokedex. Like I'm close. I'm close. Yeah, that dedication, baby. <laughs> but yeah, well, in the, the same difference, like this is coming right, dork, etc. It's all the same, right? Like it's all the same, man. To me, it's like when you're. Yeah, I don't even know what a geek really even is. Like. Uh, I don't even think so. I always thought of geeks more like of like people that played in marching band. To yeah, I think that's a freak. I don't know. <laughs> We're just totally dissing band and stuff. Like, like well, see, I was in band, so. Yeah, I you're allowed to. to. I have a reason to diss band, man. Right, you're I allowed to like, talk I, crap about band. I, uh, I mean, dude, I if you... Well, that could have just Community. been, that could have been our school. Like, because, you know, you came back to, we went to the same school in high school. So, you, when you came over to this dump, well, like. I, I went to, uh, I went to another, I was in marketing, but another school, and it was the same. Yeah, same I just, look, I, what I'm saying, though, is, like, there's probably people out there that are listeners who probably love band. You know, they had great experiences with it. Music-wise, I love band. Yeah, exactly. So I don't mind music at all. Certainly not. It's just with, in our school, like, band was just very weird. And and it and it also like, you know, not to name any names, but um, we we also uh, had a uh, sex offender as a, uh, you know, music teacher oh, yeah. and uh, don't no yeah. names, but um, yeah. yeah, it was just complete ridiculousness. So there was a lot of. He taught guitar too, and I took guitar, and you know, I mean, luckily I wasn't molested, but I don't, uh, I don't think, think I, I was think his went target. Went after, uh, young, man, young yeah, I don't think so. I think he was more into that, to be honest. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, uh, what? Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me, dude? Like, so. And not only that, but um, at our school, I just I remember that. They couldn't keep a band director either. I think when I, my years, I remember uh, when I was going there, um, and I, you should too. We went, to, we were there at the same, I mean, the same amount of time. Yeah, you um, graduated what a year before me. A year, year before you, but I was in there three years because I went to another school before that. For your first year of high school, yeah. And uh, I just noticed the uh, the band director. I mean, every year was someone different. Right, and and to me that's like not good. Like you're, you're teaching your kids to not like expect any normality in their education, and like, that's just not good. You know, like these kids are really. I mean, there's people that go to college for band and stuff, and like they take it extremely serious, and and you know our school acted like it was you know just like a joke. And that's 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 what it was. I actually wanted to stay there, but it turned but it was either stay in something or go back to go back to Lawrenceburg. Right. So 
uh, he had to come back from Lawrenceburg. But the reason I wanted to leave is uh, the band director. I mean, it just it wasn't working out. And the band director, we were switching. Uh, we were losing one band director as well, and it wasn't fun anymore. And there was a lot of weirdos. Yeah. In band, so. It, I mean, nature of the beast, yeah, man. The nature of the beast. I mean, you get into something, you really enjoy it. You like the music aspect of it, but you just can't. You can't enjoy yourself because you just don't feel comfortable. There's right. No normal, normalcy, and I don't mean like normalcy as in oh, I'm more normal than you. I mean like a, a, a point of stability. Yeah, you're not gonna get that in like well, not in our experience. You weren't able to get that. Yeah. You know, I took guitar, but I you know I learned more teaching myself. And, like, that's aggravating to me. Like, when I took guitar class, you know, our teacher was too preoccupied and, you know, uh, the females in the classroom yeah. than us. And, you know, you could say that maybe it seems like we're bitter and holding a grudge against somebody. I mean, well, he was prosecuted and arrested, so I don't have any grudge against someone. Really? They let him go? Wow, fantastic. Well, maybe they just didn't uh, have... S- Ironically enough, I think he's doing Uber right now. Maybe the accusation was... Now, how do you know that? But Someone uh, someone that I drove knew him and yeah. mentioned his name wow. and said that he, was, he heard that he was doing Uber. I'm like, okay. That is weird, dude. Like, <laughs> so obviously yeah, I, Uber's for everybody. Uber's for everybody. <laughs> Even if you're a pedophile, like you, you gotta just—it's—it's it's obviously not. Not too much on the background check. Uh, oh, hell. Yeah, they don't care. Hell no. Yeah, it's obviously. Obviously. <laughs> so. Yeah. As fun as it as fun as it was, it's whatever. I mean, it was pretty fun, but at the same time, it's it it gets a little little difficult at times to kind of just keep your mindset going. Right. So. Yeah. for just scraps. Mm -hmm. Uh, I understand how Uber has to cut its prices like to satisfy customers. Privates. But the thing is, are you like how, how, how many private clients are people able to get? You know, I'm certain some people can pull it off, but like that's not for everyone. So, yeah. Most people, they're not going to be able to do it because they're not focused. And, and from what I, from what I noticed about it, when I did it for a bit, a lot of people really weren't focused. It was either a bunch of retired old men and ladies, or college kids, or, or something, or just a bunch of uh, middle-aged burnouts. Yeah, or really people that. Yeah, I feel you. Right, Uber is for people in college and stuff, man. I mean, it's for everyone, but you just see, like, a group of, like, that's the main people who use Uber. Especially for the Friday and the Saturday night. Oh, yeah, for the bar rushes and whatnot. So it's, you know, I've taken Uber quite a few times for that reason, mostly. Uber's cool, like, uh, but I don't know if it's the place to work for, but it's like, dude, it's it's a job. Is it a place to work for? Like, is it a good place to work? Like, would you well, recommend sure. it to our listeners? Well, sure it's a good place to work for. Yeah, I mean, if you... No, that's what... Yes, they do. Independent contractor. Uh, they are technically working for Uber. Mm. Yes, who's writing your check? Uber. 
Uber. No, they're not. You're, you're, you're Uber no, Uber. They're taking their cut. Take their cut. Then the check comes from Uber. But, but in reality, it, I get I get the reality, were, but it's still employee, coming from if Uber. Were, if you were an employee, you'd have to get paid in certain ways. Not necessarily. You can be you can be hired as a contractor. You're still like a. Still you could be a contractor. You're an independent contractor from Uber because they don't want to have to like pay you insurance or have to worry about your vehicle i mean uber to an extent can be like an issue if you're not like intelligent about it but well that's that's what i've noticed when i was going there wasn't a whole lot of uh smart people doing it well people don't realize about the car insurance and stuff you can hypothetically need to get chauffeurs Uh, well well, not necessarily that style it's expensive uh, yeah it's more expensive but you can also get what's called a ride share yeah. So, which is tacked on to your regular personal insurance, and you also have to realize, yeah, that way you're covered for when something happens. You know, if something happens when you're not, uh, when you don't have a passenger in the, in the vehicle. Right, and that's the thing because technically you're, you you're you can be dropped by your insurance for that oh, reason, yeah. Yeah. and and it's ridiculous because a lot of people that don't like you know pay attention uh, have been you know they don't they've they don't realize that that happens like and they get screwed out of money and and they just don't realize that that happens and then on top of that then they're deactivated off the app yeah then you lose your job so essentially you from you're, uber you're no longer working well that get, you know, plus your car would be out of service yeah anyways, uh, hypothetically and then permanently you're, yeah, then you're, uh, mostly, it could be, it you don't know that's what i mean so like uh when all that stuff's going on then you got to deal with uber deactivating your account and also with uber you i mean the the review system is so weird like let's say i i get on a i have a bad day and you pick me up i can just be a dick or 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 let's say you're just you're uh or just a jerk let's let's say i'm just upset with uber because like your yeah. price is too you think the price is too and high. I take it out on you, you dude. Take it out on, you don't t- necessarily take it out on me like I do on your rating. But on the rating you do. But it with certain bad ratings or or like a bad account or like they can you can be deactivated for that too. Uh yes, but I, uh at the cer- at the same time I, I would ass- they they're supposed to roll off Right, but I'm just saying. Let's say you had a bad week, but and then yeah. something happened, and then like, out of nowhere, you get a few bad reviews. Everyone has bad days, so you get a few bad ones, and then out of nowhere, you get someone just like all at once. You get a bunch of people coming in and deciding that they uh, want to be jerks or that they're mad at Uber. You get, and then you get, you're basically you lose your livelihood because. Or you get a, uh, or you get the young college crowd. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be the young college crowd. It can be anybody that's drunk because they're intoxicated. Yeah, and entitled. And they, we, well, some of them, <laughs> some of them, they might just be drunk. Right. But they end up waking up the next day and they 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 got picked up. And they and they have a they have a exactly they have a high charge on their account and they're mad. And since you can rate, you it's several days later later that you can rate. You don't have to rate immediately. So then all of a sudden they get. They get pissed off at Uber and because of the charge, and then they end up rating Uber one star, which happens to be you as a driver. Right, or and Uber and, 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 and probably a bit of both, but 
because they 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 look at you as Uber, which makes no sense. But I get it. I get it. Like they're intoxicated. And they're probably still intoxicated the next morning. <laughs> like, if you're so if if you're so messed up that you can't remember, like that that it's a it's a surge rate. Like you can't tell it's a surge. Well, I mean, just drink less, okay? Like, just drink less. Everyone should drink responsibly. You shouldn't go out, especially if you're going out and about. You shouldn't go out and about like. Well, you know, do but do what you please. It's you just do, exactly. We don't recommend binge Not drinking. Sure. We've we've done our time. Uh, it's just you know everyone's young once, and sometimes you screw up. But when we make stupid stupid choices, yeah, everyone has. Right. That's what getting older means. Right. So what were we talking about here with the with the trading cards in the store? Well, uh, you know what we were talking about though, and I wanted to hit on this because uh, you know just we're you know just having a chat, but um, you know how we we um, they started selling Modern Masters at Walmart, and and Wizards of the Coast is a company that owns the Magic the Gathering and produces the product, and you know back in my day, Sonny. Um, back in my day, they used to, um, you, you, they used to have WTS projects or WTC uh, products, and that uh, you would get, you would have to go to a comic store for those. You you print, like if if a set comes out that has 298 cards in it, and then it you look at each like each booster box has 36 uh, packets, and you know, every pack, you have chance rares and stuff. So, like, when you have a, you pay $100 potentially for a booster box, you're going to probably have more than that in value. You're probably, you might double your money. But, you know, with Modern Masters, they're talking about, you know, $40, $50, $60 rares minimum in the packets. So you're paying $10 a packet. That's $360 for a booster box. But then, due to Walmart deciding to, carry Magic the Gathering products, and it's not so much that, of course, they would carry it. And Wizards wants to wholesale sell cards because they want to make money, oh, but they, they have to they have to realize that, like, people... And, and people, as players, too, want to get cheap cards. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to play cheap, and it's fun to have cheap cards, but don't expect there to be a monetary value gain, and don't expect... Like, it's like, dude, it's cool that it's cheaper. It is cool, and I get it, but... You're hurting the comic shop, man, because oh, yeah. the comic shop can't compete with Walmart's prices because they're not buying as many. Or GameStop. It's I'm blaming mostly big box stores, and and I mean basically, I mean, dude, GameStop basically is a big box store to me because they're like the corporate video game empire. But like to me, like even they don't order enough. Like, but Walmart and Target, they they have what they order themselves plus they have like these uh companies like uh kirkland manufacturers and stuff who buy booster boxes for like ten dollars a box from wizards of the coast directly and then they they as a merchandising ploy they like bundle the packs in three packs and then they might add an extra old pack in there or old stock they buy new old stock and resell it and under new labels and whatnot and that that kind of stuff happens all the time and that mostly happens at Walmart's and Targets and and as a, as a company Wizards like 
you're putting out small businesses like in 1993 when Wizards started, when there was tons of comic shops everywhere and whatnot. I'm not saying there was a ton, but there was still more than there is now. Oh, yeah. And in '93, they're they're the ones that like sold your product when no one else would. So you have you have you basically turned your back on the people who started your business. A, you know hundreds of millions of dollars business that you've made off comic shops since 1993 mm-hmm. and you can't and and now you're going to sell them in Walmart you're going to destroy the you're going you're not only destroying small business you are destroying small business simply because and and the players are too because of course who doesn't want cheap packs you want cheap packs i want to pay $2 a pack instead of 3.90 even though i don't play anymore it's still like i still understand why this is bad because simply because i want I, you know, I want there to be a place that, like, if I say I wanted to play Magic again or someone else did, that, like, kids even, that, like, they can go to a, a small business in their town and play Friday Night Magic. And that's what's, that's what's, what's cool about our uh, little card game store, uh, like Game Insane, um, that we walk into. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. What they do. They even have a room set off to the side for the particular purpose of Magic. Pokemon, yeah, or Warhammer, or games, Warhammer, yeah. Warhammer, yeah, a little bit of everything. But the thing is, they're going to be out of business oh, if yeah. Wizards doesn't do this. Because, yeah. I mean, if they don't stop doing this, because to be perfectly honest, like Wizards is going to put them out of business because they don't have any reason. Like, no one would have any reason to go to a card shop and potentially pay 50 cents more. Like, like during Christmas when Wizards was putting out so much product. So, so let's say two sets come out, but rather than two sets coming out, they put out three sets. Not to mention that, they put out tons of other product from the vault, Modern Masters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So then, as a card shop to stay relevant... You have to order, like, instead of you, for the Christmas season, having to order just two sets and maybe, like, some, like, theme decks or something, you got to order, like, five sets, and, like, it's a huge order. And then you're going to take a bath on those sets because Walmart got the same sets. There's nothing, like, your grandma, like, your grandma used to, or your mom or your dad or whoever, like, Oh, my son wants magic cards or my daughter, like so I gotta go to comic book world, for instance, to go get them. So they'd have to drive up there, get the comic books, go to the comic book store, buy packs there, and then they would look around the comic store maybe while they're there and be like, Maybe buy some sleeves, maybe buy a theme deck, maybe buy a board game, maybe buy something else and that helps business. Maybe buy a comic because they're inspired by Oh, I used to read those when I was a kid, so they buy a new comic book or something. That's money, and that's revenue in a game store's pocket that you're taking away. So why wouldn't you just go to Walmart where you're picking up your eggs? Oh, they have magic cards here? I'm just going to get them here. Yeah, exactly. Why not? And speaking of that, you, you and I were talking about this last weekend, um, where, I mean, you when you can go to Walmart, get your magic cards for cheap, yeah. and then go for draft night and play magic, at the comic book yeah, store. Yeah, like being a grinder. Yeah, being a grinder. You're, what, are you, what are you going to that store and purchasing? I'm no, you're a bad customer, you're man. Bad customer. That's what we've now, said because at, I... At that point, all you're doing is you're throwing in, you're paying for your... Packs. Your packs. And, 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 you're paying, and, 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 and if you're, you're paying... To walk in and be able to play. 
Right. So let's say like you you if you're if you're hey. that's if you're drafting you're gonna pay a little more yeah, for the packs. Yeah. But if you're just paying like for Friday Night Magic, you might buy a pop. Mm-hmm. You, every month you might buy a pack of sleeves. So like instead of a person who actually buys their cards at that shop. Even even if you bought your singles there, but we're talking people want to order all their cards online, or even if they like opening packs, which is part of what card collecting is, mm-hmm. is opening packs for the chance of getting lucky. They they're going they're not even going to Walmart though. I think they're ordering them online for ninety dollars a booster box when you could you have to pay a hundred and fifty at the card shop, and and those people then they're still they have nowhere to play. So they have to go to the card shop. They have to go to the card shop. And then when you're at the card shop, you, you're not spending any money. Right. And that is, that's business. Yeah, I mean, maybe five for a pack of sleeves and a dollar for a pop-up. Exactly. And, and, and they're not buying sleeves every day. And, and it's, let's say they're drafting and they're going to pre-releases, so they're making some money off that. But, I mean, most of the Friday Night Magic people, they're winning packs, too. Like, you've spent all this money online. Say you spent $100 on a deck. And do I think this is intelligent to do? Yeah, if you're on the Pro, pro Tour and stuff. But are you into Magic to collect? Are you into Magic to just have a deck? You know, personally, at one point, I used to net deck constantly, and all I would do was just find out what the modern deck that was good, add a few tweaks to it, buy the cards online, have a good deck, you know, and then, but I would still buy booster packs because I enjoyed the chance of, like, you know, who doesn't want to get, like, a Tarmogoyf or something, like, you buy a $3 pack of uh, magic cards and make four hundred dollars cash or something like you never know what you're gonna get out of these packs and it's sometimes always, you it's get burnt it's rare. same as pokemon same as pokemon yeah man charizard was like it man if you wanted to I mean, in retrospect, man, like all the shadowless uh, base set first edition Charizards that we probably saw in our life, oh, yeah. and like you know at flea markets. Do you remember like when the flea markets would sell Pokemon? Oh yeah. And like so I remember like early, early. You know another thing that I remember about Pokemon, like, uh, do you remember Japanese cards being really popular there yeah, for a while? Yeah. Because they, they would come out earlier in Japan, yeah. and that was a big deal. And you know. Wizards of the Coast of the company used to produce Pokemon all the way up until like the Neo Destiny sets. So yeah, so they did, and it was the same as Magic. They were putting out Magic at the same time. So all the classics, in my opinion, my favorite sets like Jungle, Base Set, Aquapolis. Um, what else are we looking at here? Did I say Jungle Fossil yeah, Base Set? Jungle Fossil Base Set, Aquapolis, uh, Gym Heroes, all these classic sets were wizards. wizards. And like, and then the Pokemon Company came out and redid them, like Base Set Two, etc. Well, not Base Set Two. I believe that was Wizards Two. But uh, there, in the end of the Wizards' lifetime, they were like, okay, Pokemon Company was coming out with. We're going to start making our own uh, thing. We're going to make our own products. So basically, so Wizards just pumped a whole lot of product out at the last, like, year because they're like, we're going to put out so much product that we're going to, you know, drown the competition because we need to make as much money off Pokemon as we can while we still have the license. And then they lost the license, and then ever since it's been Nintendo Pokemon Company, which is fine. 
But exactly. you know, I mean, Nintendo is the one that gave us Pokemon. Even even the big collectors yeah. though, even the big collectors know that yeah. Wizards it was, was quality. Wizards was quality. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, the Pokemon cards now are made out of like notebook paper. <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, um, pretty much it was kind of neat that they redid base set though with the uh, evolutions. That was kind of cool. That, that is probably, that is neat. Yeah, I, I, you know, me though, I, you know, I don't collect Pokemon or play Magic really anymore, and it was just something that we talked about, you know, something that Phil and I were talking about. It's something to think back on, Mm -hmm. something to realize that uh, the nostalgic point of it. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, you also got to realize you're getting older. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's, it's not you got you can look back and realize how much fun it was to collect and play. I'm not trade. saying that I won't ever collect and trade yeah, again. I'm not, I'm not saying that you wouldn't either. I mean, I wouldn't mind collecting. I might. But I might too. But, I mean, at the same time, you also have to realize that you do grow out of it. Yeah, certainly. So well, I'll never grow out of Pokemon, but I, I might not be quite as obsessed. How about that? Yeah, Put that it that way. It you know, because it's like a nostalgic thing. Pokemon will always be a great part of my childhood. I'll always remember it. You know, like... I loved Pokemon so much. It was so like it was just so important in my youth. Henry Kier actually sleeps with the Pikachu doll. Yeah, man. I I no, don't. I, I actually gave that you know the Pikachu that we won at Dave oh, and Buster. Yeah. I gave that to my uh, uh, my mom's friend's uh, grandson. Uh, he came over, so I just gave it to him because we were watching oh, Pokemon on the couch. Yeah, I didn't want to really, but I was like, man, I should do something for him. So I just went up uh, and grabbed that. Pikachu gave to him because it was like one of the few stuffed animals I had. Like I got my Domo and stuff, but it's kind of valuable. So. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. Like, yeah, with my, dude. With my little uh, my little cousins when I went to finally go see them. No doubt. Um, and uh, but I didn't have a Pikachu with me. So yeah. No, but we did play Pokemon Go together. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's another classic. <laughs> yeah. But this is turning into. This is turning into another. Uh, this is turning into another Pokemon game or uh, episode, yeah. but you know that's basically just what we wanted to talk about. You got any final comments, uh, Phil? Uh, I just I want to just wish everybody a wonderful nostalgic life. Yeah. And to just keep on dreaming big and live life to the best of you of your abilities, and uh, realize that you can be whatever you want to be, no matter how old or young you you are. You still can strive for the best that you can be. Oh, certainly. As John Hill would say, progress daily. Um, and as but John Wayne would say, howdy, pilgrim. Howdy. <laughs> but what, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to take a moment to just thank everyone who has been listening and uh, liking, subscribing, etc. You know, we, love you. Uh, we, we, we appreciate love every bit of uh, your support. I understand that it's, you know, it's uh, we, we do this, uh, uh, any of you guys listening to this on your way to work, on your way home, et cetera, that's, that's what we do this for, man. We want you to, like, before bed, you know, it's the Midnight Hour podcast, obviously, but we want you, we, we just want to, like, have a conversation with you guys, you know? This is, like, something that, like, Phil and I will be talking, and that we just want, like, you to join in, you know? Like, that's why uh, we, we just enjoy the fact that uh, we can, like, put out this information and just, like, it's like just like talking with friends, you know? And then you guys can listen and, you know, maybe interject in your car, and then if we, and then, like, remember, like, when, as soon as I get home, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post a midnight hour and tell them that I don't agree with, uh, Wizards being better than the Pokemon Company, or you know that 
you know, the base set was the best set because obviously, you know, uh, Team Rocket was. Oh, Team Rocket. But Dang. Team Rocket was cool, though. Team Rocket was awesome. But, yeah, man, we, that's basically what I'm getting at here is we want to hear from you. We want you guys join to please comment. Join the conversation, mm-hmm. please. And if you don't want to join the conversation on YouTube, although we want you to, yeah. you can always give us a shout-out on our Facebook. We're Midnight Hour Podcast. Just like our channel. Um, or you can give us a shout on on uh, Twitter. Follow us at hour underscore midnight. Join the conversation wherever YouTube comments, Twitter, or Facebook. Oh yeah, it's 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 been wonderful once again, Phil. Thanks as always for being on. And uh, I'm always on. I know, <laughs> co-host baby. Terrible. Ain't it? I know. <laughs> you know, I know you want a new one. Oh, we'll get there one day, right? One day, right. Alrighty, let's uh, let's <laughs> sign off. This has been Eric Basson. Thank you and have a good night.